you have to have the right mindset. And I don't want to say right or wrong because I know people are like, well, do I not have the right mindset? You have to have a healthier mindset. Dr. Viv here and welcome again on Reset with Dr. Viv. Today I have got a special guest, Mashana Crawford. Mashana is a certified emotional cancer support coach and today we're going to be talking about her journey with bouncing back from cancer and her experience with it. But before we get into that, guys, if you're not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, if you're not already subscribe to the podcast like guys come on come on come on come on like you gotta get subscribing subscribe subscribe all links are in description if you're not already following me on instagram on facebook on twitter on linkedin guys i love i love to connect with people so let's get connecting and let's get talking you know i also want to know what else you will want us to talk about so i look forward to connecting all links are in description mashana it is a pleasure to have you here I am so excited to be here. I'm ready. I'm excited. I am excited. (laughs) (laughs) So, wow. Like, Mashana, like, you found out you had ovarian cancer at 23. Yeah. Tell me more about that. So, I got diagnosed at 23. Um, You know, I was just living my life. Didn't even think that cancer would even enter my life. I thought I was too young to get cancer. Um, So when I got diagnosed, it looks like I was nine months pregnant. My stomach was protruding out, um, had a huge cancerous tumor. I felt fatigue. Um, I used the bathroom a lot. So I had the symptoms, the warning signs of ovarian cancer. I just didn't put them all together. So I remember talking to my sister and she said, look, you have to go to the doctor. Your stomach looks like you're pregnant. If you're not pregnant, then something's wrong. So thank God she's nothing but a blessing because I don't think that I was thinking clearly. I don't think I was even paying any mind. I just thought it was regular weight gain, right? That was just going to my stomach. So we went to the hospital, got diagnosed. Um, He said, well, look, let me put you to a specialist. That specialist is going to go a little bit further because this is out of my RAM. Went to the specialist, diagnosed me, said we had to go to a surgery. Said, I don't even know how you are able to walk, (laughs) breathe. And I was working a nine to five at that time. So he was like, I don't even know how you're able to go to work. Um, But we have to get you to surgery and then we're going to do three months of extensive chemo um, five days a week. So for four to five hours a day. So literally like a full-time job just with chemo. So after that, um, that was the diagnosis. That's what it is. I literally fought for my life, the most scariest time of my life also. But that's how I got diagnosed with stage one ovarian cancer. Wow, 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 wow. Were you in in school at this point or were you working? What were were you doing when all of this? Just working. Um, I had stopped school at that time. I was just working at a, what was I working at at the time? At a daycare, just working at a daycare, nine to five. Um, went home, was trying to kind of figure out what I want to do, you know what I mean? Trying to find what I'm passionate about and got hit <laughs> right in the middle with ovarian cancer. And, and we're going to come to this because I think this is sometimes a thing with life. And when we think about mm-hmm. 
COVID, mm-hmm. everything that sometimes this thing just yep. bam, slaps you in the face from nowhere. What was your biggest fear when you got? My biggest fear was, am I going to survive this? Am I, am I strong enough to be able to defeat cancer now that it's came in my life? Um, cancer gives you uncertainty. So that was my biggest negative emotion that came up. It was fear and it was that underlining uncertainty that was there because I didn't know if this was going to even be something I would um, be able to talk to you about today. Um, so yeah, that was, that was what I was most afraid of. Wow, wow, wow. And, and you mentioned uncertainty again, which is when I think about life and, for example, what is going on with COVID, we're having yeah, yeah. with uncertainty. But I'm going to pack my question around that um, yeah. till a bit later in, in, the, in this discussion. What next step did you take? Right after that, I, I went into a time of denial. I knew when I heard cancer, I heard my, my my parents, my my family talking about it, but I went through a denial. I went through a denial phase because I did not want to believe it until chemo, chemo really got me out of the mindset of Mashana, this is not a dream. This is reality. So what are you going to do now to propel the spike cancer? What are you going to do now to get through it? Um, And so I had to mentally prepare myself for battle because chemo is a fight. It's like getting in a boxing ring and you're fighting against fatigue, taste buds changes, all of these side effects that come with chemo that is really trying to, um, which really messes with you mentally and emotionally and physically. So those were the next steps to prepare my mind to get forward and to move forward with the next steps that I had to take, which is what treatment are we going to go ahead and do? You said you were in denial. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine how tough that will be, especially for a young lady also having to go through chemo. I'm going to put my question around that for a second. But (laughs) I feel like I'm packing so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) At what point... Did you eventually accept it and how? When I seen my hair fall out, that was what, probably two weeks, three weeks in chemo, where I was washing my hair in the sink and just huge clobs of hair was coming out. It hit me right then that this is real. This is not something that you can do what I normally did was suppress my feelings about everything. It wasn't something that I could, I could handle how I used to handle things. This was something very traumatic. This was something huge in my life that I've never experienced. So I had to come to that acceptance right then and there. And I had to process all the negative emotions that came up, the anger, the rage, the fear, the uncertainty, um, all of it. And I had to process it. And I remember that day I broke down crying in my bathroom because it really hit me that this is not something that you can't talk about. This is not something that you can hold in. This is not something that you can push to the side like you do everything else. This is something that you have to process. You have to manage and you have to tackle to be able to help the next person go through this fight. So I had to process those negative emotions. I had to literally get it out. We suppress our emotions. I had to talk. <laughs> Thank God for my family. Thank God for God. I had to talk, pray, and 
I had to go through my relationship with God. I got angry, right? And so if it wasn't for my family and their prayers and just surrounding me um, and me just mentally preparing myself, I wouldn't have got through it. I can tell you that right now. I wouldn't have even came to accept it. Mm. Your, fam- your family were a big source of support for you. Huge. Huge. And you know, it, it's, I, like the, I like what you said there about the fact that you had to process it, mentally prepare, mm-hmm. and then you hit on the God factor, the faith, because I can imagine it had a big impact on your faith. You know, for many of us, yep. until things happen, you know, we're expecting, oh, things are always going to be great because we love uh-huh. God, God loves us. And then, boom, <laughs> something <laughs> happens. And yep. it's like yep. he doesn't love us. Yeah. But something just happens. Yep. You know, something just happens. As a young lady, I hear that a lot of times, like, um, I hear a lot of times that, you know, chemo is one of those things, especially for young ladies, it affects your productive system and, and yep. things like that. As a young lady, having to deal with this at that point in your life, um, what was that like for you? How how did you process it? Was Is it something that applied to you? Like, mm-hmm. Tell me, yeah. It was just chemo. I didn't know after going in, before I went into chemo, I had a hysterectomy surgery. So I didn't know I was going to lose my fertility cancer. So a lot of it is cancer almost steals something away from you, right? You come after cancer, you come back, you're not the same. I wasn't the same Ashana as after I went through cancer. Um, Now cancer changed me. (laughs) <laughs> for the better. It either changed you for the worse or the better. It changed me for the better. Um, I grew up a lot while going through cancer. I matured a lot. I got to actually really get that self-awareness about myself. I got to know myself. Um, it taught me how to be vulnerable and it taught me their strength and vulnerability because I had to lean on my family when I didn't have the strength. Chemo, um, a lot of times I was tired. I couldn't barely wash myself up. My energy was very low. Um, I had chemo brain, so I forgot if you would tell me something one hour, I would totally forget, right? <laughs> so I had to be reminded and going through that and not quite being intact like you normally would, it does something to you mentally and emotionally, right? You almost feel like you're lesser than, or, um, you almost feel shame. Shame comes with cancer as well that a lot of people don't realize. And so you, you go through this phase of feeling in shame, go through this phase of seeing chemo strip everything that you knew, which ladies, we love our hair, we love our eyelashes, right? Yeah. We love our eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And so just to have that stripped away, it actually really empowers and you actually see your self-confidence because we lean on self-confidence of the outer appearance, but I really got to love myself more actually seeing that and knowing that Mashana, you're more than your hair, you're more than your eyebrows, you're more than your eyelashes. Who is Mashana as an individual? What is that character looking like inside? Um, shifted me in the biggest way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, you know, you know. This is deep. This is um, important because you hit on a lot of points, especially around women and loving ourselves, right? Yeah. Because everybody's looking on the outside. The things that are happening on the outside make us feel like that is our value. Yep. 
the hair, the face, yep. you know, uh, the, the side, the hips, everything else, you know, the, mm-hmm. the that we, you know, they say, oh, make we men the best. Yep. And all of a sudden, you get to realize that there's more to me than what yep. on the outside. Yep. You know, that's, that's so powerful. And, and you touched on the whole thing around being vulnerable, especially if we take a step on that, like, especially as black people, you know, black, you know, black is strong. We've been, (laughs) you know, we've been been taught to be, you know, we're strong, (laughs) but you realize that strong doesn't mean we're not going to go through stuff. Strong doesn't mean we're not going to feel the emotion. Strong doesn't mean that we're not going to be tested by life and that we're not going to cry because there is strength in being vulnerable and being able to lean on, 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 on others in those times of, um, of, of need. Wow. 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 What kept you going? How did you heal? Truly my family keeping me accountable because when you go through that, and seeing yourself get stripped out of it, which is really chemo, going through that, it makes you want to give up. And if you are, if you don't have an accountability partner, it doesn't even have to be family, a friend, a neighbor, or someone that you can lean on and depend on and trust. If you don't have that person, literally all accountability is is a cheerleader, is rooting you on and letting you know that you have the strength to get through this and you have to keep going. If it wasn't for my family telling me and putting on my shoes and getting me dressed when I said, no, I'm not going, right? (laughs) I said, I'm not doing this today. I don't, my body doesn't feel up to it. If it wasn't for them pushing me, I wouldn't have got to ring that bell on the last chemo. You get to ring the bell, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had to, I wouldn't have got to celebrate after. I did a huge, we did a huge, huge celebration um, after I tackled cancer. I wouldn't have got to experience that. I wouldn't have got to share my story today. I wouldn't have been able to help a lot of my clients if I wouldn't have had someone holding me accountable when I couldn't even hold myself accountable. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have got through it. Um, accountability is huge when you're going through something so traumatic and when it's easier for our brains to shut down, right? But having someone to tell you, you have to keep going because you have more to accomplish in this world than this moment is powerful. So powerful, so powerful. The po- I'm a big believer in having a support squad because mm-hmm. I also know what it means to not have a, like, feel like you have a support system yep. when you need it. You know, yep. but when you have a support squad, when you, it, it's not to say that you don't believe in yourself because unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, there are days that we are going to feel like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I don't know myself or like, I don't know yeah. what it is that I'm doing. And we need good people, not just anybody, good people yep. around us to remind us of who we are. And I'm so thankful for yep. you that you had your family doing that for you. Not everybody gets to have the, that. Yep. <laughs> not everyone <laughs> gets to have that. Yep. So that's so powerful. So, so powerful to hear. How long have you been out of cancer now? Oh my gosh, going on three years. I'm so excited 
because that was the hardest, darkest time of my life. But I'm so thankful for it. And I think it was nothing but God and divine purpose and divine alignment that had me to go through it because he never puts something on you that you can't handle, but to have me go through it. So it's, it's literally my story. It's literally my testimony. It's literally what made me found my purpose and what I was trying to figure out all these years and what I do that makes me happy every single day. And that's cancer. So it's literally, it is me. I talk about cancer every day. You know what I mean? But it's literally made me the woman that people see to this day. I literally grew up while fighting cancer. So, um, yeah, I'm super thankful for it. And, and that is what challenging times does to us, isn't it? Because you said something there, like you grew up. Many times we don't want the difficulty, yeah. but we grow through the experiences of life. And you also said like you, you found your purpose through it. Now you are a certified emotionally, <laughs> yeah. emotional yeah. answer support coach, something you never have thought you would, you would ever have been doing, no. you know, but it's giving you a sense of purpose for your existence. Yeah. What does that entail for you? Oh my gracious. I, I do what I would want done, right? If I was to go back with that, we, we never know if our cancer is going to come back, right? You have the doctor saying one thing and then you have to lean on your faith for another. And so I didn't, I said, if I was to go through this again, Shana, what would you want to be equipped with to give you that strength mentally and emotionally to get through cancer? And I said, that is literally essentially coping with cancer. Someone to guide me with coping with cancer before, during, or after, because the fight still goes on a little bit after with you mentally and emotionally that you don't even know of. And so I help women with coping with cancer, getting over that depression, anxiety, the negative emotions that come up with it, and getting them essentially that emotional freedom, tackling and processing that emotion and installing a positive emotion. So the mindset, you have to have the right mindset. And I don't want to say right or wrong because I know people are like, well, do I not have the right mindset? You have to have a healthier mindset. Everything in life, you need a healthy mindset to get through it because life throws things at you that you essentially you can't pair for prepare for because you're coming you can only prepare for something that you know is coming and so a healthier mindset and healthy boundaries are super huge with going through cancer you don't need to take on any other stress that comes along because cancer is stressful enough so I really help them to build that healthy mindset gain that emotional freedom and get back to the self-confidence that they're really struggling with and just the fear of reoccurrences once you get cancer it's so traumatic that now they're thinking about when they're going to get it again now they're preparing for when they're going to get it again but they're not living they're living a life of fear mm. yeah yeah wow wow I, honestly i'm so encouraged by your story and to go from someone who was told she had something that yep. she denied or was in denial about to saying, I don't even want to talk about it, mm-hmm. to now accepting it, yep. <laughs> going through the process, yeah. then yeah. becoming the person 
who is encouraging other people on that same journey. I think that is so powerful. And even more talking about the things you did not ever see yourself talking about every day. That is so, 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 so powerful. At what point did you reconcile with God? Really right after chemo, because I, I spent all of this energy and this time being so angry with God. Like, why me? What did I do to deserve this? Because we all go through that process, right? Why me? Well, who else is better to go through cancer? I don't wish cancer on anyone, right? So I had to ask myself, who else better to go through this, Mashana? And not only that, but have you ever thought that God actually has your best interest at heart? Have you ever thought that God wouldn't leave you in the midst of your storm? So why spend all this energy and rage going back and forth on why you got this and spend it on asking him for strength while defeating cancer? Because that's what you're going to need. Wow. 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 It takes, a, it takes maturity and growth in mm-hmm. faith to get to that point because sometimes we think, we ask that, why me? Why me? Yeah. Why me? Why not me? <laughs> Why not me? But it was a process. And I like to express, you know, I like to stress that it was a process because it literally was. It was a process. And it's okay. And I say this for anyone who is going through that phase of why me? It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. The important part is not to stay there because you've got to repress it. That's it. You know, we've got to process it because we live in, you know, especially as people of faith, sometimes it's easy to be surrounded by, oh, you should have faith. Oh, you know, you should do this. You should do that. It's like, you know, Mm -hmm. what's wrong? Like, why don't you believe in it? It's not that a person. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. It's easy to, to, for people to take people down that line. Yep. And it can be a bit insensitive when people are sounding that way because yeah, it is. the person going through the storm knows what it is that they are feeling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like God is listening. You know, I, I said there's a song that said, even when I didn't feel it, he's working. Even when I did not know it, God was yep. still working. That's it. You know, and even when we don't feel like talking to him, he's still yep. there somehow. He's still there somehow. So, Mashana, thank you so much, like, you know, for sharing this. You're welcome. Sharing this and, you know, it's, it's, and and being real um, about it. If people want to connect with you or even reach out to you for support or, you know, where, where, where can people go to connect with you? So they definitely can go. I just um, built a Facebook group. Um, I think it's strength in numbers and it's strength in being around people that are going through it, but can find a positive outlook. And so that's what that group is for. It's um, Hope Over Cancer, period, Facebook group. Um, Just answer the questions you can join. But it's super, um, it's, I mean, we have, we encourage each other in there. Um, I'm in that group 
I like to bring light in the midst of darkness. And so um, we, we have a good time. We enjoy ourselves. So if you wanted to reach out, definitely get connected in the group. Um, just let me know. and We definitely can have a conversation. Okay. And, you know, all links again will be in the, in the, in the description. I have packed the question around uncertainty, right? The pandemic has brought a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Many people have been shocked, <laughs> shocked <laughs> the bones. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, are, we are people that we like to know and we like to know. We like to, we like to know. Mm-hmm. We like to know what's next. We like to have control of other things that we want to have control about. Yeah. What do you say about managing uncertainty? Managing uncertainty, you have to get down to the root of cause, right? You have to get down to the root of where that uncertainty is stemming from. So a lot of people put it on the pandemic, but it's not necessarily the pandemic. A lot of us had uncertainty before we came in the pandemic. The pandemic, just all what COVID-19 did, is just intensified that. If you haven't dealt with what everything that you've already been through, and the underlining problem and struggle that you're having, anything else that comes is just going to be adding on to the plate, adding on to the plate, adding on to the plate. And then emotionally and mentally, you'll shut down. (laughs) You'll shut down because you're like, this is, you know, telling me I can't go out, right? That was the biggest thing. Telling me I can't go out, telling me I can't eat at restaurants, I can't do the activities I normally would have did. But you have to hone into that. You have to process those feelings because I can't stress enough. A lot of people are struggling with negative emotions because they have been suppressing. Suppressing and processing are two different things. Mm -hmm. But managing is the key to emotional freedom. not saying these emotions won't come, but managing it is the key to you getting out of that uncertainty. Because uncertainty is just a negative emotion. It's just an underlining emotion. It's not like the primary emotions, which we know, anger, fear the ones that you normally hear the most about. But that's what I would say to this pandemic. A lot of people are struggling with that and it's not COVID-19. Wow. Wow. So you've got to, don't suppress. Yep. Don't suppress. Don't let out. If you have to cry and it's something that I encourage, you know, my community and friends and I'm like, if you got to cry, cry it out. So like, there's nothing like keeping emotions in that should not stay in. Cause yep. it can go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. One day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that festers, that really turns into depression. I don't even think people realize that. Mm-hmm. Depression is just a form of all the negative emotions that weren't dealt with. You've bottled it up, it's suppressed, and then it has massed into this whole huge form of depression. And then you're wondering why you're staying in that stuck state and you can't break out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's because each individual negative emotion hasn't been tackled. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yes, as someone who myself have written a book about depression, I I, I I get that. So so and it's so important. Let it out. Let it out. Don't keep it. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. It's healing and releasing. It's healing and releasing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And what do you say to the ladies who are struggling with loving themselves or struggling with? the idea of what beauty really is and focusing more on what is happening outside so much that their self-worth is what I'm wearing, how I look, 
what other people think about me? What do you say to them? A lot of self-confidence, if you break self-confidence down at the core, a lot of self-confidence is finding self-acceptance. We struggle with self-confidence because we haven't accepted ourselves, right? We're the first person that hasn't, we want everyone else to accept us, but we haven't accepted us. We haven't accepted if um, you're a breast cancer warrior, ovarian cancer, cancer, whatever cancer you're going through, it takes something away, right? Mine was fertility, breast cancer. Um, another one of my clients, hers was breast, right? Um, <clears throat> we don't really realize that it's taking something away, but we haven't accepted what it's taken away. And so you have to go through a process of self-acceptance, self-worth, and self-love because that equals that self-confidence that everyone um, is wanting to fulfill, is wanting to get. And that's the first thing that we go out, um, when you go through cancer, self-confidence is the first thing that's stripped away. Mm-hmm. It's because we never really accepted ourselves before cancer. And then when cancer hit, it just intensified everything. And then it has changed us physically, mentally, and emotionally. And so we don't know what to do. So you have to start back at square one, what we've never been taught how to do. We weren't taught how to love ourselves. We wasn't taught how to walk with that self-confidence that no one, no man, no woman can tell you that you're beautiful. You already know it. You already know your battle scars after being through cancer, after the surgery, at least scars on you, right? After having the pork for the pig, you already know, okay, that those are just beautiful scars showing how strong and resilient I was to get through cancer. And those scars don't define me. I define me. Boom. <laughs> those scars <laughs> don't define me. I define me. I mean, you know, it's powerful. It goes not just for cancer. It's, yep. just, it's for everything about the whole thing. Everything. Loving yourself. Loving it's yourself. Everything. Loving you. Nobody yep. wishes anything bad for anybody who got yep. to love ourselves. Wow. Wow. Mashana, this is so powerful. And lastly, as people navigate the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. People navigate the uncertainty. People navigate this new normal that we don't know. We don't know when things are going to... When? and <laughs> I don't yep. understand... Yep. If, but when, (laughs) you know, things get back to normal. What words of encouragement do you give to people who are struggling right now to accept this new normal? Live in the moment. Live in the moment of this is temporary, which I huge and strongly believe to my core. This is temporary. But what we can't do, once again, COVID-19 there's so much fear in the air. Everyone is, you know, scared to do this, scared to do that, scared to touch, scared to, you know, be around people. Don't live a life of fear because COVID will push you into living a life of fear that you don't even, you get depressed of what you're going through instead of finding a way to cope with COVID-19. And how do I still be able to accomplish what I want to accomplish? How do I still live my daily life despite COVID-19? Because this shall too pass. So just staying grounded, staying grounded, constantly checking on yourself, which is self-awareness and processing those feelings that come up because this isn't normal. We're not used to it. So feelings are going to come up, but how do we process manage and propel forward during COVID-19. That's the key. Wow. 
Mashana, words of wisdom, words of wisdom. And I think one thing that I take away from you as well is we all grow through the tough times. Yep. Yes. Things may be taking things away from us, but it's also giving us strength. It's also, and, and confidence is muscle, resilience is yep. muscle. They are built on the yep. things that we go through, those challenging times that we don't want, but that they build muscle in us. Mashana, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Guys, you have it there. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you find this, you found this really helpful. All of Mashana's, the Facebook group, group she mentioned and link, her links will be in the description. So please feel free to reach out. And if you have not already subscribed to me on YouTube or on the podcast, like, come on guys, let's get subscribing again. If you're not already connected to me, with me <laughs> on Instagram, on Facebook or on Twitter, on LinkedIn, I look forward to connecting with you. All links are in the description. Well, guys, we've come to the next of, end of another episode. Until next time, take care, stay well, and God bless.